Oh, we've got the band and the anointings here. Father, thanks for your presence. Ah, uh, God, we miss you. For those of you here today, they're going, man, I forgot to pray all week. Didn't get any time in the Word of God. Stop beating yourself up, for goodness sake. Enjoy the presence of God. Some of us get like that. We don't get any time with God during the week, and we get to church, and we spend 95% of the time just feeling guilty, and the last 5%, oh, I can feel the presence of God. Get over it. You're human. Get into the presence of God. He's here. He's here. Let Him love you, for goodness sake. Honestly, let Him love you. He paid a high price to love you. He paid a very high price just to spend that time with you. Let yourself go. Just let yourself go to Him this morning. Let yourself go. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time. For some reason, you hold back. Maybe it's guilt. I'm just not the type of Christian I should be. Oh, come on. When are you going to let that go? How many more times are you going to go around that mountain? Let it go. God knew what he was getting when he got you. <laughs> you don't surprise him. You don't shock him. You just go, oh my gosh, they didn't pray. He knew what he was getting. And he still called you. Just, just let him love you this morning. Maybe you're here today and you don't know the Lord. It's all right. This is what the presence of God feels like. It's grace. It's pure grace. It's favor. It's love. Without you paying anything for it, without a cost. There it just increases now. You feel the presence of God increase. The Bible says those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Those of you feeling weak this morning, to renew something means you have to give up the old. When you renew your license, you take your old license in, they give you a new one. So just hand over your old strength. It really isn't getting you very far. You're out of it. you got no strength left. Whether it's mental strength, physical strength, spiritual strength, let it go. And just wait. Just wait for a second. And let Him pour in some new. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. We love you. We want you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You realize this morning it's only God who changes you, right? You don't change yourself. This is how it works. You show up. You get filled. He changes you. Stop trying to change yourself. This is it. This is it. This is it. He makes sirens go off. <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. Father, we worship you. We praise you this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand and tell someone next to them, next to you. You're beautiful. Have a seat. Have a seat. Oh, a hand for the band. How great's the band? Have a seat, band. Yeah! Woo! That looks good. I love your white jeans, man. I love your white jeans. I could never wear white jeans like that. Wear tight white jeans. No, I could never. That should never be worn by me. Hey, what the? Yeah, that's right. That's rock and roll. That's, 
<laughs> You're awesome. I love your band. There's not many church bands that smash their instruments after they play. Oh, it's a blessing. Hey, thanks so much for having me. That was, that was nice in the presence of God. Got to come home sometimes, huh? Yeah, got to come back to the throne sometimes. Just spend a bit of time. Wow, wow, presence of God. Beautiful. Hey, we're preaching on Romans. My name's Jamie. Um, if, who's never heard me before ever? If you haven't, it's totally, yeah, that's great, great, great. So, um, yeah, I do work in, in TV and, and, um, I, I, and I preach in churches as well, do ministry stuff. So I do both at the same time, uh, which works for me. You know, you can do two things. It's all right. So many people struggle. Is it ministry? Is it business? Is it ministry? Is it TV? Is it ministry? Is it, you know, both. Fine. Yeah, you're good. That solves a lot of people a lot of problems, eh? Just do both. My gosh. <laughs> I must have drove God nuts for years about that. What is it, God? What is it? God eventually just said to me one thing. The only thing he's ever said to me about doing multiple things at the same time. That's all he said. He said, you are a minister. And we're called to be a minister of the Spirit. A minister of the Spirit is someone who not only serves the Holy Spirit, but serves up the Holy Spirit. So whether you're behind a pulpit on stage, you serve up the Holy Spirit. Whether you're buying someone a coffee, you serve up the Holy Spirit to their life. If you sing a song, you're called to serve up the Holy Spirit into people's lives. Makes it simple, huh? Ah, cool. Okay, we're in Romans. Pastor Hartley called me yesterday. I was on the way driving back from Wet n' Wild. It was my daughter. has just turned 15. She's turned 15 in a couple of weeks. And so we've got all these 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds in the car, um, girls, and just been at Wet n' Wild for seven hours. And Pastor Hartz calls me and he says, hey, you're pumped for tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, huh. I'm a mess, man. I had nothing. So sorry if my conversation was just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I am pumped, but just, yeah, I was a mess. 14-year-old girls, the way they scream, it like gets actually inside your brain and it ricochets inside your brain before it comes out the other side, especially in those tubes. Anyway, I'm going, amazing. Okay, Romans, because we're doing a study on Romans, right? Romans Reloaded. This is a really cool um, message. My message is called Good Things. My message is called Good Things. I like good things. God's good. I'm going to have to just preface the whole message by saying this. This is a G-rated message. I'm going to insinuate in this message that God is good. I have to say that, first of all, because people tend to get offended when you start talking about God being good. Oh, Jamie, you must be talking about in the world where people don't know the Lord. No, in church. When you start talking about how good God is, people are like, oh, we get offended by it. It would be fine if I got up here and talked about, well, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. You don't know what he's going to do, and sometimes he just wants to slap you. You know, people are like, yeah, that's the stuff. But if you talk about that he's actually good all the time, and he wants to bring forth good things in your life all the time, good things, people struggle with it. So this morning we're going to look at Scripture, and I'm going to explain it to you, and I believe the Holy Ghost is going to explode a grenade on the inside of you of good things. Is that all right? Good things, yeah, because some of us, we, we're like, we want to think good things about God, but that's still the part of us, yeah, but what about that, yeah, but what about that, what about that, Let, come on, let's fix the whole thing today. Okay, let's go to Romans 8, 26. I'm going to read a chunk of scripture here, and don't get confused, just bear with me. So too the Holy Spirit, this is amplified actually, so too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we don't know what prayer to offer, and we don't know how to offer it worthily as we ought. 
but the Holy Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Bear with me. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit. What is his intent? Because, and this is the cool bit, because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who we felt this morning, intercedes, praise, and pleads before God the Father on behalf of the saints, you, according to and in harmony with God's will. It's a pretty crazy bit of Scripture, right? The Holy Spirit prays through us to bring the will of God to pass. That's what it's saying. The Holy Spirit has been sent to pray through us the will of God and bring it to pass in your life. Who wants the will of God to come to pass in your life? I know it's great, right? Well, the Holy Spirit wants to do that. And the Bible says that He will pray through you the will of God to bring it to pass in your life your life. Holy dooly, that is exciting stuff. And I know some of you, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I just got to read this because some of you gone, will of God. Some of you went, yeah, I want the will of God. Others went, I don't want to go to India and be a missionary and <laughs> I'm scared God's going to send me somewhere weird and I don't want to, you know, I don't like the food. I don't like dal. I've been to India, best food in the world, man. I love India. Anyone from India here, by the way? No one. Oh yeah, yeah. Best food, man. Oh, best food. Anyway, here's this. And some of us are thinking, I don't, know if I, do, I don't know if I want God's will. Here it is, here it is. Next verse. I'm jumping ahead till next week. It's all right. It's all right, hearts, just really quickly. And we know, see you saying this, the Holy Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. I could even step ahead of myself and say the Holy Spirit, Spirit is trying to bring forth good things into our life by praying through us the will of God. I think we could say that through that scripture. The Holy Spirit is trying to bring forth good things in our life as he prays the will of God through us. Good things. Now, okay, this doesn't quite work if... I love iPhone 6 Plus. It's so huge. I should get paid by Apple for saying that, but... Anyway, this is the really funky bit. It doesn't make sense if we think of the Holy Spirit as a cloud. I remember I had some lovely J-dubs come to my door once, Jehovah's Witnesses, and we were talking about stuff, and I love having theological discussions, and they were, and I said, well, what do you think about the Holy Ghost? And they said, well, he's, it's not a he, it's an it. And I was like, oh, that's not scriptural. But anyway, they were saying it, and it's like a cloud that floats in like a mist. And I was thought, do you know, I thought it's interesting, but I think quite a few Christians actually think of the Holy Spirit like that. But the Holy Spirit is not like that at all. Let's see what Jesus says. In John 14, 16, Jesus says this. He says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. I love, first of all, that he said he's going to give you. He's going to give you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. He's not going to just send the Holy Spirit. He's a gift. Sheesh. So he's mine? What? You're going to give me the Holy Spirit? At the end of this passage, but here in John 14, 16, Jesus said, I'll give him to you because I don't want you to be like an orphan. I won't leave you alone, he says. Oh, my gosh. 
So we're not alone in this whole thing. I read the Word of God, I'm not getting anything out of it. Because you need a helper to help you. The thing I love about the Holy Spirit is that the Word of God talks about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit talks about the Word of God. They testify to each other. People say to me, how can you just believe this? I said, I can't without the Holy Ghost. Because I've got a helper. Anyway, Jesus says this. I'm going to ask the Father and He's going to give you, gee, this is great. I'm going to give you another helper. The word helper also means advocate, counselor, standby, uh, comforter, whatever you've got in your particular version of the Bible. But the word helper, what it actually means, all those definitions, it's a Greek word called parakletos. Anyone here from Greece? No, it doesn't matter. Parakletos is the word. I love doing a bit of background study. The, the original Old Testament was in Hebrew, and the original New Testament was a Septuagint, which is in Greek. And, and the Greek word is parakletos. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another parakletos. It means this. Para means beside, and kaleo, where kletos comes from, means to call. Yeah, it actually means called to one side. Isn't that beautiful? Or the one who stands beside the Holy Spirit, literally, Jesus saying, this is what he is. He's someone who's called to your side. I sent him to you. My wife said this to me the other day. She said, I got this revelation when I was young. She said, Jesus walked around for 33 years on the earth, walked past people, and they totally ignored him. It was the Son of God in the flesh, walking around on earth, and he walked past some people, and they totally ignored him and didn't know him. And then she said to me, I wonder why we still do that with the Holy Spirit. I was like, oh, I felt that. It's true, the Holy Spirit, he's by your side. Whether you like it or not, if you are saved, born again, the Holy Spirit is called to your side. Let's read on. Now this starts to make sense. The Holy Spirit praying through us, <clears throat> called to one side. In non-biblical literature, get this, parakletos actually means attorney. Like the word, that's why he's called the advocate or the counselor, actually means attorney. Someone who appears in court on behalf of of someone else to plead their case. Oh my gosh. Someone standing next to you to plead your case before a judge. Oh my gosh. Now it's all starting to click, 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 click into place. Holy Spirit praying through me to bring the will of God to pass. The, the clearest way I can explain this is to give an example in my own life, because I know we're all just working this out in our head. And uh, I've, I've probably told you this story before. We, um, uh, the first time my wife got pregnant, we lost, lost the first baby, which was awful. And uh, I know probably people here have suffered the same thing, and it's awful, awful, awful time. And uh, we struggled with it. And then about six months later, she got pregnant again. We were really excited about that. And uh, about 10 weeks into the pregnancy, 10, 11 weeks, uh, I remember we were at a friend's place having lunch. My wife went to the bathroom, came out of the bathroom, and she said, uh, we've got to have a chat. And just she pulled me to one side and she said, look, I'm, I'm bleeding again. I think we've lost this baby as well. And I was so gutted. You know, when you believe good things and it didn't happen. And I was gutted. We went home that night and uh, we prayed and, and I was not full of faith. <laughs> I'll, I'll make the story short because I've probably told it here before. Um, and then uh, I, said, I said, honey, how do you feel? And she said, I'm all right. Maybe we'll go to the hospital in the morning and... Uh, they do a thing called a DNC because the baby's passed away. And uh, I said, okay. I said, I'm going to go to work because I actually had to go to work that night. If you're okay, I'll leave and I'll go to church on the way. Went to church quickly, went to work. 
and this whole thing in my head going around the whole time was uh, this, this, this weird thing was like, who am I to believe for good things when there are better people than me that have had worse things happen to them? Has anyone had that argument ever? Who am I to believe that our baby's going to be all right? Because I know that lady and she's a prayer warrior and amazing and she's had five miscarriages. So who am I to believe for it? And it was going over and over in my head and it was stronger than the faith. It was stronger than the faith. It was choking the faith. And uh, I got to work, I got out of my car, and I felt like there was a presence of God in front of me that I'd never experienced before. It was like the Holy Ghost was right there before me. And he said exactly this. He said, no, you have faith in God. And, uh, And I was like, yeah, but what about? And he said, no, you have faith in God. No, you have faith in God. I was like, wow, this is the Holy Ghost. No, you have faith in God. If you're facing something this morning and the argument's stronger than your faith, no, you have faith in God. No. You have faith in God. No, I don't want to hear it. You have faith in God. Yeah, but better people than me have died from. No, you have faith in God. God is no respecter of persons. I am sorry. I am not that person to tell you this morning that, well, maybe you will. No, you have faith in God because I've been through it too many times and I know the Word of God and He always says, no, you have faith in God. I don't care what your situation, I don't care if it's debt or it's sickness, whatever it is. No, you have faith in God. It ain't too late. No, you have faith in God. And, and uh, I got home and I realized only later on that the no was to the argument. The no was that, like, no, you have faith in God. The argument was wrong. It was like, Jamie, you've got into a battle of reasoning with the devil. No, just stop it. You can't, it doesn't stop. Anyone, if you're trying to figure it out, it doesn't stop. You've got to get out because it won't stop. It's no, you just stop the argument. You're faith in God. Got home, we prayed. God gave me this, this great picture of the blood going across Selena's tummy and across her head. And, and, uh, and Bella's 14 now, and we went, we went to wet and wild. Ah! Screaming your head off, and I'm half deaf this morning. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But uh, this is not too long ago. This is a matter of months ago. I am praying in my room, and I'm dancing around a subject because I'm not exactly sure if I'm allowed to pray for this thing. If you ever had that, it's a pretty good thing in your life that you want to come to pass. And I really want this thing to happen, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed it. <laughs> I don't know. I know none of you have had that. <laughs> am I... Can I, can I have that? Can I? Because I know, can I, you know, or to what degree I'm allowed it. It's a thing that I want, but am I, am I allowed to ask just like average or below average because that'd be the humble thing? Or am I allowed to ask for top shelf here? Go, well, whereabouts, what am I allowed to ask for in this whole thing? It's great. Top shelf, yeah, thank you. And, uh, and uh, so I'm praying, but I'm kind of beating around the bush. You know, God, thank that you know this. This we this had come to pass, and you're good. You're so good, aren't you? You good, hey? You know, you're good, and you're so good, and you hear my prayer, and yeah, you know, if I pray according to will, you hear me, and then you give me what I want, and you know, so throwing some scriptures and beating around the bush, and I tell you, and I just kept on going. I ended up worshiping a little bit, and then I felt the Holy Ghost come up on the inside of me, and I have never felt anything like this in prayer before. God, I pray that, you know, maybe you'd do this for me. And he came up on the inside of me, and this is exactly what he said, because this came out of my mouth. It said this, you did it, baby. You can do this. (laughs) It came straight out of my mouth like that. 
And I was like, I would, I, I apologized. I said, I would never say that to you, God. I don't know where that came from. It was like, it felt like the father going, yeah, it came from the Holy Ghost. He's trying to get a job done here. If you just get on board with it and let him pray the will of God through you, we might actually see some jolly results. Or you can dance around the throne of heaven for the next, you know, 10 years of your life. Or we can get some stuff happening. You did it, baby. You can do this. It was so strong. And the picture immediately in my head, before I knew this stuff, before I knew it, the picture in my head was, it was like, you get this flash picture. It was like big throne, judge, God, courtroom, me standing defendant, Holy Ghost next to me going like that. That was exactly the picture in my head. Before I knew the stuff, I was like, Poof. I was like, oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. He is standing next to you and he is pleading your case before the Father. And he is bringing the will of God to pass through your life as he prays through you. So get in the presence of God. And you know, you always feel like you're holding back. Don't hold back. Be bold. Be bold. God, let, let's move on because I, I, I want you to know this. Oh, God. Let me read this. Luke 11. We're going to go to Luke 11. Luke 11, 10 says this in the message. Don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This is not a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. Oh, my gosh. You might be thinking, who said that? Well, it's a message translation. That's Jesus. Oh. Do you know? Let's, let's, let's go there. Let's go to Luke 11 because I'm, I'm gonna, you're going to get freaked out. You know, if you were going to ask anybody how to pray, you know, you, you could think, I'd like, like to ask Pastor Phil how to pray. You know, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? You sit down, Pastor Phil, you spend that. How do you pray? Because you, you get some pretty cool things happen. Or maybe Dr. Cho, Dr., you know, the leader of the biggest church in the world. Can we sit down for an hour, Dr. Cho, have a coffee? Uh, oh, I don't know. What, what's a Korean drink? Korean tea? And uh, anyone from Korea? And um, and uh, sit down. You got the biggest church in the world. What you know? How do you pray? I'd love to know because he makes things happen. Who'd like to sit down with Jesus and find out how to make things come to pass? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know they're going to pray the same way, right? So let's find out what the mind of the Holy Spirit is and how He prays. Can we do that for a second? Luke 11, the disciples said, Jesus, how do you pray? How do you pray? It was one of the disciples heard Jesus praying and said, I reckon he was hiding in the bushes. Heard Jesus pray and he's gone. I have never heard anybody pray like that. Why do you ask someone how they pray? Two reasons. One, you've never heard anybody pray like that. And two, dude, when you pray, stuff happens. Like you get results every time, Jesus. Jesus, you're walking along the street and going, wham, 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 boom, boom, pull it out, dead wheelchairs, leprosies, you know, blind. Okay, what are you doing in your prayer time that I'm not doing? Because you got everything going on. It's like the will of God is pouring through your life and it's manifesting wherever you step. Because Jesus said, I didn't actually come to do my will. I came to do the will of him who sent me. And the Bible says, Jesus went around doing good and healing all or oppressed of the devil. That should tell you that the Father's will is to heal all who are oppressed of the devil. Anyway, but Jesus saw the will of God come to pass wherever he went. So this disciple's gone, Jesus, how do you pray, man? How do you unlock this stuff? And Jesus gives this insane answer. I'm going to go there really quickly as we almost wrap up on this. Just bear with me. 
Jesus starts to teach them how to pray. Do you want to know? <laughs> Do you want to know how to? Yeah, you're not going to like it. Turn the person next to you and say, you're not going to like it. Yeah, you're not going to like it. Here it comes. Jesus said, Jesus said, you want to know how I pray? You want to know how I pray? You want to know how the Holy Ghost prays? <laughs> Jesus says this. Suppose you've got a friend. This is verse, oh my gosh, five. Oh, I need the larger print Bible. I can't believe I'm even saying that. Um, heal me. Um, suppose you've got a friend and you go to him at midnight, middle of the night, next door neighbor. You say to him, friend, let me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I've got no food to offer a friend of me. Unreasonable request, unreasonable hour. And suppose the one inside says, don't bother me, the door's already locked. And my children and I are in bed. Okay, modern day language. Your next door neighbor, you go over to his house, you look at your watch, quarter past midnight, yeah, be all right. You go over to his house, quarter past midnight, Knock on his door. Dave, Dave. And Dave goes, what? And he goes, mate, a mate of mine, Murray, you don't know him, but he's mowing his lawn tomorrow, and I was just wondering if I could borrow your lawnmower uh, to give to Murray for him to mow his lawns tomorrow. He'd be like, Dave's going, you're an idiot. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, mate. He says, mate, the lights are off. I'm already in bed. No way. This is a good example. This is exactly what Jesus is saying. It, 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 it's it's, it's a, um, what he's asking for is, is a bad thing at a bad time, right? Okay, bear with me. Okay, inconvenient. The door is already locked. My children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. Look at this. Jesus says this. You want to get your prayers answered? Is that the Holy Ghost prays? So I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the lawnmower for Murray because of friendship, yet because of your, oh, you don't want this, do you? Shameless audacity. Is that in the NIV? Shameless audacity? Jesus said, you want to know how I get things done? You want to know how I get my prayers answered? You want to know how I see the will of God come to pass in my life? Through shameless audacity. That's how I see it happen. No, you have faith in God. You did it, baby. You can do this. This is how God on the earth prays. With shameless audacity. What does that even mean, shameless audacity? I worked it out for you. I've written it down the side. Shameless <laughs> means barefaced or brazen. Shameless. You know, like a shameless hussy. You know. You know. <laughs> that, that, that's the only thing I, oh, she's a shameless, you know. Um, that's the only thing I thought of. <laughs> and uh, so brazen, bare, you're shameless. You just rock up. Middle of the night. You know those mates that are so bold that you go, this is so embarrassing, but they get results. You know, they make those phone calls. He says, be like that. Barefaced, brazen, audacity. Um, audacity just means boldness. Audacity means boldness. So it's basically shameless boldness. Shameless boldness. Shameless audacity. Brazen boldness. He said, Jesus said, you want to know how I pray to get things done? That's how I pray. Bum 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 That is how I pray. Jesus said that's how I pray. That's crazy. Surely not, Jesus. Yeah, that's how I pray. And then he goes on to say, Oh, can I read you a tiny bit more? Because it's too exciting to speak. He says this shameless audacity, you'll get as much as you need. Notice he said this too. 
He said he won't get up and give you the bread, or he won't get up and give you the lawnmower because of friendship. Wow. God didn't see a result. Maybe God doesn't love me. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with your shameless audacity. Ah, God. Really? You're not basing response to prayer in relationship? Are you basing it, Jesus, in boldness? Wow, this is freaky, right? This is freaky prayer stuff. This changes everything. I thought he'd just give it because he loves me. Jesus said, no, he won't give it to you because he's your mate. He'll give it to you to your, because you bang on the door in the middle of the night. He said, have your flipping lawnmower. <laughs> Jesus said, that's how I get answered. So I say to you, ask. Keep on asking. Amplified says, asking, keep on asking. It'll be given to you. Seek, keep on seeking. You'll find knocking, keep on knocking. The door will be open. I said, I said to God once, I read that, and I said, well, how come it takes, you know, you got to keep on, uh, uh, you know, in my head, we immediately think, why, why does it take so long? And I said to God, well, why, why is it going to take so long? And I felt the Lord say to me immediately, he said, it's going to take a long time. Just use shameless audacity. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. It's the attitude, not the length of time. Yeah, interesting. Okay, for everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives, the one who knocks keeps on knocking, um, the door will be opened. Okay, let me finish on this. The will of God being prayed through your life. This is how I pray. The Holy Spirit. Jesus saying, this is how I pray. You can imagine Jesus saying, you can pray the way you want to pray. But if you want to get things done, pray like me. And he says this. He says this. Because <laughs> uh, uh, always in the, in the disciples' heads, they're the same as us. I can imagine them thinking, yeah, but what's the will of God? You know, and he wants to bring the will of God through us. But is it going to be good? Or is he going to send me to you know, some country I don't want to be in, or is he going to teach me lessons and, you know, through the things he's going to give me. He says this, he says this. This is the most craziest bit of scripture in the Bible. It's patronizing. It's, this is Jesus patronizing the disciples, I think. You can imagine him standing there as he's reading their minds while they think, yeah, but what's God's will? Is it good stuff? Is it bad stuff? Jesus says this, okay, okay, which of you fathers? And he would say to them, uh, do we have a few fathers? And a few of them, yeah, yeah, a few fathers here today, like for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few dads? We've got a few dads. Got kids? Yeah, good, good. Okay, which of your fathers, if your son, he's trying to let them know that God's good, which of your fathers, if your son asked for a fish, would give him a snake instead? Let's go to modern day language. Which of your dads here today, if your son got up this morning, um, my son, his name's Maverick, named after, yeah, obviously. Um, he's nine years old. If he got up this morning and I said, dude, what do you want for breakfast? And he was like, oh... Can I have Weet-Bix? I'll be right. All right. I'll get you some. I'll give you some flipping Weet-Bix. Hold on. And you go to the cupboard. You open the cupboard. And next to the Weet-Bix container is this crockery pot. And inside it, the night before, I've hidden a cobra. And I get it out. And I lift the lid, grab the cobra by the neck, put it in a bowl, lift the bowl over. And he's sitting on the table going, oh, like this. And I bring it over. And I put the bowl down in front of him. And he goes, thanks, Dad. Grabs his spoon. The cobra jumps out, bites him in the eye. And I go, ah, ha, 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 ha. You wanted Weepix, but you got a cobra. Ah, you fell for it. That's what Jesus is saying to the disciples. You made the disciples going, are you crazy? Who would do that? And then Jesus said, or, or what if, you know, one of the other kids asks for an egg and you give him a scorpion, your little three-year-old daughter. What do you want? Do you want your googie egg? Yes, please, Dad. I'll give you a flipping googie egg. You know, you go over and you got another container. It's got a scorpion. You put that in the egg cup thing and container. You bring it over. Here's your googie egg. Thanks, Dad. Ah! Oh, yeah. 
It's like, what Jesus is saying, read what he's saying. It's borderline offensive to a parent, isn't it? It's like, that's psychotic, Jesus. That is, that is psychotic. It, that's why it's totally patronizing. Jesus is saying, would you do that? Do you think that's a good gift? Imagine someone's going, no, that's insane. Well, Jesus says then, if you, even though you're evil, and some people think that Jesus is comparing them to God, they're evil. No, you know, you cheat on your taxes, you lie, but (laughs) you're just generally evil. (laughs) You, even though you're evil, (laughs) you know, you figured out in your own normal brain what a good gift is. He's making this so simple. You know what a good gift is. He says, how much more your Father in heaven knows what a good gift is. And we read this earlier on, that the Holy Spirit wants to bring to pass the will of God in your life. And it's good things. He's working all these things together for your good. Do you know what good things are? Come on, you can figure out what good things are in your life. You know, relationships restored, peace in your home, joy. Looking forward to an amazing future again. Good things. Good things. The Holy Spirit's trying to bring forth good things in your life. He's trying to do it. He'll be bold. He'll be strong. He does not take no for an answer. He has absolutely no time in the world for those reasonings that go round and around and around. He's had enough of them in your mind and in your heart. He's had enough. And today he says to them, no, you have faith in God. We're going to go, we're going to bring forth good things in your life again. I'm too old. Rubbish. I'm going to bring forth good things. What makes the last 10 years of your life less important than the first 10 years of your life? I'm going to bring forth good things in your life. Good things. Though you're evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven, I love he says this, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. I love reading that bit, the Holy Spirit. When I first read that and started to study it, I felt the Lord start to reveal to me that, you know, I give the Holy Spirit to people who sometimes turn their back on me. I give the Holy Spirit to people who fall away from church and then say, no, I don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. I don't want anything to do with it. I know people, good friends of mine, that God has given the Holy Spirit to that have been full of the Holy Spirit on fire for God and have totally turned their back on God so I don't want anything to do with the Holy Spirit but God still gave him I don't know if you're here this morning you feel like you've wasted a gift God knew you'd go through tough times but he's still Still gave it. It's all right. Some of you here today feel like you've totally wasted it and it's all over. That was plan A and that went years ago and I don't know what plan I'm up to now. F, G, X, Z. Because I feel like I waste everything that God gives me. It's like the Holy Spirit brought something beautiful to pastor my life, but through my lack of discipline and my laziness and my poor choices, I have wasted the gift that He gave me. When I read that and I think about that, I always think of this analogy of like a mum taking a little two-year-old daughter down to the beach like we used to do with our daughters. And, and the mum's sitting there and the little daughter going into the water and getting a little bucket of water like they do, you know, swimming nappy that weighs about 
50 kilos, you know, it just, you know how they get little hat. And she's made a little sandcastle over here with a moat around it. And she, she runs down the water's edge and she gets a bucket and she carries the bucket of water back. And she, on the way back, she trips and she spills the water into the sand. And the mum comes running over and goes, you idiot, <laughs> you absolute idiot. You had a perfectly good bucket of water and you've dropped it on the sand and now it's seeped into the sand and it's gone. It's all gone. What were you thinking? Trying to carry a full bucket of water all the way back to the castle, you idiot. You imagine all the people standing around videoing it to send to docks and, you know, it's like crazy. Why would that be a ridiculous response to a two-year-old who dropped a bucket of water at the beach? Because she can just go get some more. And uh, sometimes we don't treat God like that. For some reason, we treat Him like a one-trick pony. We treat Him like you get one chance. It's the biggest joke in the world. God's like an ocean. He's never ending. He never ends. Go get some more. I've lost my dream. Go get another one. I want to refuel the one I got. Go do that. Good things. Good gifts. I'm trying to bring forth good gifts in your life, the Holy Spirit said. But you know, I've lost the joy. Go get some more, for goodness sake. You don't, I keep stuffing up. Just go get some more discipline. Go get some more peace. Some of you just need encouragement. You've been busting your own chops to try and get disciplined. I know this is true for men's conferences. Men become who they're encouraged to be not who they're condemned for not being. It doesn't work. We become who we're encouraged to be. You need, need some encouragement. Just go get some. You will never feel condemnation. He will never bust your chops for knocking over a bucket of water on a beach. He's good. And He's endless. And His grace doesn't run out. It doesn't matter how many. He knew what He was getting when He got you. Like he's going to send Jesus to go through all he did. And then because you spill a bucket of water, oh, that's it. Are you serious? This grace is forever. Just run back and get some more. Stop thinking of yourself so high and mighty. Oh, I can't believe I did that. You did it. Get over it. Go back and get some more. Learn through the mistakes. Just be loved. Get filled. He's trying to bring to pass the will of God. The Bible says this, Isaiah says that God forgives your sins for His sake. Is that a crazy scripture? He says, I wanted to get that junk out of the way so I could bring my, my will to pass in the earth. Hey, but yeah, but I've done this and I've done that. And he's like, yeah, I've got that other way. Now I want to bring the will of God to pass. Yeah, but I keep, look, I've dealt with it. Can we just do stuff now in your life? Forget about it. Forget about it. Let's just close our eyes and pray and finish. Do you know the Holy Spirit is here in such a beautiful way? I see the Holy Spirit just as we close now. I see Him walking along the front, and I, saw him, I see Him opening doors, opening doors, opening doors. I feel like there's a big star. I think of the movie uh, Monsters, Inc., and uh, I see all these doors along the front uh, of the stage here on the floor, and I see Him opening doors, opening doors, opening doors. And I feel like saying, there's open doors in front of you. Run, 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 run. Run, run, run through the doors. You've thought of a million reasons why you shouldn't and you can't and you won't run. Run, 
Run, run, run, run back. Run back to the ocean, get some more. Run back to the ocean, get some more. Put that in your heart today that says no matter what, no matter who, no matter what I do, I will always run back to that ocean and get some more. I will. Always, I don't matter. I don't care if I spill it half while I'm filling it up. I don't care if I spill it in front of everybody. I will always go back and get some more. I don't care how embarrassed or ashamed I get. I will always go back and get some more. I'm going to get some more. I've lost the Holy Ghost. Go get some more. I've lost my dream. Go get some more. I've lost my joy. I've lost my peace. Go get some more. Go get some more. I've lost my vision. Go get some more. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? I'm bringing my will to pass in your life today, says the Holy Spirit, through you and with you. Yes, through you and with you. We've got a job to do. Mountains to climb, rivers to cross. I'll do it through you and with you. I keep you safe. I'll keep you strong. There's an adventure to be had. I see some of you today, you've got to put on a new hat. An adventurer's hat. You got to cop the mistakes, cop the failures as well. Be bold, accept it as part of the course. Father, this morning, I thank you for your hand on every person here. Just as we finish, Father, maybe there's people here that don't know you, Lord, and I'm praying for them right now. Maybe you're here this morning, you don't know the Lord at all. Do you know what? In, in just like 30 seconds, I'm, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if that's you. That's, that's all I'm going to do. If you're here this morning, maybe you don't know the Lord and you want to pray a prayer that invites Him into your life. Oh my gosh. If you don't know the Lord, you need to invite Him into your life. That's the way it works. His arms are well open to you. The price has been paid. He's not holding anything against you. All it takes for you to say, yeah, God, come into my life. And then the Holy Spirit steps into your world. That is the way it works. I'm not perfect. Join the club. Then he begins to change you day by day through his word, through his spirit, through his people. It's amazing. I'm glad I'm not the person I was 20 years ago. Or maybe you fell away from the Lord. You used to be a Christian, but for whatever reason, you stopped coming to church and you fell away. Well, this morning, is it time to come back? Maybe you need to just say to the Lord under your breath, Lord, where am I with you? Maybe you're falling away. So right now with every head bowed, every eye closed, you're sitting here this morning, so I don't know the Lord or I want to come back. I want to pray that prayer. Slip up your hand right now and I'll see it. And I'll pray with you. It says, yeah, that's me. I want to invite the Lord into my life. I want to be born again. I want to pray that prayer. Thank you, Jesus. I was away from the Lord for 14 years. One fall, 14 years. Too much of the world in me to enjoy God and too much God in me to enjoy the world. God, that's a tough place to be. And the whole time the Holy Spirit was just saying, just come. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Because my life wasn't right. And he just kept saying, just come. And I wouldn't do it. 
Can I say to you, don't hold out for 14 years this morning. Just come. I'll give you another couple more seconds. If that's you this morning, slip your hand up to him. We'll pray for you as well. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. All right, right across this place. With your head bowed and eyes closed, let's just pray this really quickly. Just repeat after me. If you didn't get a chance to slip your hand up and you wish you had, just pray this with me right now. Father in heaven, I ask Jesus into my life. I ask to be born again. Cleanse me from sin. Forgive me of my past. Thanks for my amazing future. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand clap. Thank Him. Wonderful. Thank you, Jamie. Come on, let's give it up for the Lord. What a great message. Who's encouraged in their hearts? Wow, what a difference our prayers can make. Let's stand to our feet.